Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Casey, and welcome to a new conversation on the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. The goal of these podcasts is to take a look at different perspectives on retirement planning. Have you ever found yourself looking at an issue or a problem or a project just from one angle? It's a limiting point of view, and it can really lead to mistakes or to results that aren't really optimal. So thinking about your retirement planning from different vantage points can be very beneficial. Joining us today is Gary Poyer. He's the author of Make Retiring Easy, How to Create the Best Retirement Life for Your Clients. As a financial planner, Gary had approached retirement planning from the financial perspective. However, he often found that many of his clients were unable to tell him what they want to do with their lives in retirement. As a trusted advisor, your financial advisor should want to help you figure out how to make your retirement all you want it to be, and indeed the best time of your life. To do so requires thinking about retirement from as many different perspectives as you can, so you're able to uncover the potential retirement is offering. Gary's book, Make Retiring Easy, lays out a system for looking at retirement from 30 different perspectives. Gary was an investment and retirement planner with RBC Wealth Management. In 2013, Gary left the financial service industry to create his second act at Aspire Personal Achievement. He's joining us today from Alberta, Canada. Gary, great to have you join us today. I'm excited. Thank you. So what's one big mistake people should avoid in planning for retirement? Well, one big mistake that I think a lot of people make when it comes to planning for their retirement is that they don't give enough thought to what their life in retirement is going to be like. And by that, I mean, they don't think about how they're going to be using their time. And there's a couple of points to keep in mind with regard to that. And the first one is that the average person is going to have about 2,000 hours available to them in retirement that they didn't have while they were working. And that's a lot of time to account for. And the second point is that retirement is the final frontier. And by that, I mean, it's their final opportunity to do the things in life that they really want to do, that they find enjoyable and meaningful. And when it comes to thinking about retirement, I think a lot of people look at it from the financial perspective and then the perspective of how their life is today. And with those two perspectives, they might end up having a pretty decent or average retirement. But why not look at retirement from as many different perspectives as you can? And I personally have identified 30 additional ways that somebody can think about retirement. And the more perspectives you look at retirement from, the more opportunity and more activities you're going to identify. And you can actually elevate your retirement life from being average or decent to fabulous or perhaps the best retirement you possibly can have. So the one thing that people need to do more, in my opinion, is to really think deeply about the kind of retirement they want to have. And Gary, could you please share an example of someone you know who's navigated the stages of retirement very well, and perhaps one person who hasn't? And what are the lessons from each one? Okay, sure. Using a real personal example, Somebody that really navigated retirement, the different stages very well, were my parents. And it was like they knew ahead of time what they wanted to do early in their retirement. And church was always a big part. So they were always involved in the church and their yard. But they visited people in the hospital. They went golfing. They traveled. They did things in that early part of their retirement that required a lot of energy, a lot of uh, 
gumption, you might say. But as they aged, even though church and yard still was the center of their life, they did things that required less energy, less travel, and so forth. And then later on in life, they were quite happy to have people come and visit them because they just didn't have the energy to travel and golf and do those kinds of things. So my parents are a perfect example of somebody that looked ahead as to what was going to happen in their life in retirement and planned accordingly. The one person that did not do that and lived quite a miserable life in retirement was my mom's father, my grandfather, because he and my grandma were farmers. They sold the farm, moved into the city. And my grandfather lived a very sedentary life after that. He didn't do anything. He watched TV and he played cards. He played crib. And it wasn't long before he got sick and ended up in a nursing home and really did not navigate the different stages of retirement very well because he went from being an active farmer to the final stage of retirement overnight. So he didn't do very well in retirement. And I guess the, the lessons, two lessons to be learned from, from these examples is, number one, know ahead of time what it is that you want from your life in retirement. What's important, what's enjoyable, what's meaningful to you. And then think about how you're going to achieve those goals in life, in retirement. And the second lesson, which applies to many things in life, is you get out of life what you put into it. And if you want to have a fabulous retirement, you have to put something into it. It doesn't just happen by itself. So it's best to have a vision for your retirement, plan it out, and then live accordingly. And it's a good point because a vision only takes you so far. And it's all about the effort you put in. You point out in your book that a good retirement indeed does take effort. What are the most important aspects for people to work on? And what are the things that you notice they often don't put the effort into, yet they should? That's an interesting question because there's actually seven answers I'm going to give you quickly because I know we don't have all day to talk about this, but they're all related to your life. They're all life categories. And, and you know, one is relationships. Like, how do you want your relationships to grow and evolve over the course of your life? Because the relationship you have with your own uh, children or your own parents or grandchildren, it's going to change as you age. And then how do you want your lifestyle to change and evolve over, over time? Because as I mentioned with my parents, they couldn't do later in life what they could do earlier in life. So you have to be aware that your lifestyle is going to change and how it's going to change. So how's that going to play out in your retirement? Personal growth. You know, a lot of people, they assume that they're going to stop growing once they retire or leave their work. There's, there's no more reading to do and stuff like that. But if you're not growing, you're regressing because we don't just stand still. So you have to think about how you want to grow, whether it's spiritually, personally, mentally, however. Another one is uh, personal legacy. You know, a lot of people will leave up financial legacy, but how do you want to be remembered? Like at your funeral, there's going to be some eulogies. What do you want those eulogies to sound like? And, and uh, so you've got the opportunity in retirement to kind of create your, your own eulogy or personal legacy. Another one is health and wellness. How are you going to look after yourself? I mean, if you lose your health, that doesn't just impact you. It also impacts your, your spouse or your, your caregiver. And then lastly, your business or professional life. 
How do you want your business or professional life to be part of your retirement? Because just because you turn, say, age 65 doesn't mean you have to divest yourself of your business or your profession. There's many different ways that you can transition from a work life to a full life of retirement. Great list. And I'm wondering, Gary, based on your experience as a financial planner and subsequently, how can work play a positive role in some people's retirements? Okay, I think that's a really great question, uh, Joe, because I think a lot of people don't think about the two points I'm going to mention. And the first one is a social aspect, because a lot of people don't realize that when they're working, they're around people. You know, you're bumping into coworkers or colleagues or clients, and you're, you're talking to people. And as human beings, we're social animals, and uh, you need that social contact. If you leave work and you don't have a social network outside of work, your life's going to be pretty lonely. So for some people, they'll go back to work because they need some social contact. They're lonely. They have nobody to talk to at home or uh, you know whatever the case might be, but they need that social aspect. So even introverts need people around them. At some point, the social aspect is a key one. And then the second one is a structural aspect. Because when you're at work, you've got policies, you got procedures, you got rules, you got regulations, you got laws, you got things that are kind of keeping your life organized. If you leave work and you're at home and all of a sudden you're in charge of your own discipline, your own structure, a lot of people. They fall down when it comes to maintaining the structure and, and discipline. So, so, you know, some people, in order to get that structure back, they'll go back to work. And, you know, they're quite happy, again, having their life organized because without that structure, you can drift through life. And uh, all of a sudden, the years have gone by and you wonder what happened in the last five years and you can't get those years back. A vision for your retirement is a good thing, but it's not enough. It'll only get you so far. What you really need to do is sharpen that vision and test it. So if you're looking to get the right direction for your new life in retirement, think about joining our next cohort in our small group program, Designing Your New Life in Retirement. It starts on January 25th. It consists of six sessions on a bi-weekly basis with a small group of up to 10 people. You'll find a link in the show notes to all the information you need. Register soon because it's limited to 10. Don't leave your new life up to chance. Design it. I wonder if I get your opinion on your prior profession. What do many financial advisors fail to appreciate about retirement on behalf of their clients? Another great question. I know a lot of financial advisors shy away from talking about a person or their client's personal life. But I think a real key one that financial advisors should talk to their clients about deals with life purpose, because a lot of clients are leading very meaningful and purposeful lives, whether they're a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the case might be. And these clients like to know that their lives matter. And they've set up their lives so that they're adding value to their clients. And they want to maintain that adding value mentality in their retirement. And a life purpose will give you clarity and direction. And a lot of clients get that clarity and direction from their business or their profession. 
And as a lawyer, they know who they are. They know what they're all about. If they leave their work, their, their business or profession, and they don't know who they are, they've lost that clarity and direction, they're going to start drifting and they're not going to be very happy. And I know that it's tough for a financial advisor to maybe bring up the subject of life purpose because they're not comfortable with it or perhaps they're not sure what their own life purpose is. But I think that it's it's really key that financial advisors bring up that life purpose. And I'll, I'll use my grandfather as an example. They moved off the farm and moved into the city, as I mentioned earlier. My grandfather's purpose in life was to be a farmer. That's all he knew. He grew up as a farmer. He lived as a farmer. He probably assumed that he would die as a farmer. When my grandmother and he moved into the city, he didn't know who the heck he was anymore because he was now a city dweller. But being that he had never been a city dweller, he didn't know how a city person was supposed to live. And as a result, he drifted. And the 14 years that he lived in, in retirement until he died were probably the f- worst 14 years of his life. And they were, unfortunately, perhaps the worst 14 years of my grandmother's life as well. So financial advisors should maybe go outside their comfort zone, but bring up the subject of life purpose with their clients. And they don't have to identify what the life purpose is, but kind of point their direct, their client rather in the direction of investigating what their new life purpose can be, because your life purpose will evolve throughout your lifetime. You don't have to be known or think of yourself as a lawyer until the day you die. You can go from being a lawyer to having a new purpose in life. Appreciate that. So Gary, for people listening, I'm wondering if you could answer one last question that may be really helpful to them. What's one key thing you'd advise them to do in planning for retirement that they're probably not thinking about yet? Okay, this some of your your listeners will resonate with and some may not because it's it's kind of it's a real personal subject for a lot of people. And, and you know, it goes back to what I said a little bit earlier, personal legacy. Because we're not going to live forever. So how do you want to be remembered? And a lot of people, uh, you know, they live their life to get up, to go to work. You know, the days go by, years go by, decades go by, and all of a sudden they're approaching retirement and they focus their retirement planning on accumulating their funds, which is important. And then they think that, okay, well, I'm going to take an inventory of the things I like to do today and project them into my retirement and just keep on doing them and maybe add a few other things and and uh, one day I'll pass away. On top of all that, though, you've got the opportunity to leave your message to your children, grandchildren, and future generations. And, you know, I would say everybody has a story or a message to tell, and everybody is a story to tell. And deep down, we all want to express our message somehow. So as you approach retirement, if you if you haven't get if you haven't gotten your message out into the world, whatever your message might be, retirement is the perfect time to do that because you've got the opportunity to think about what your message is, really clarify it, and then over your retirement, get your message out. And going back to to my dad, my dad and I, we we always fought. We never got along. I was the youngest of four boys, and I guess for whatever reason. If he said black, I said white and so forth. But since my dad died, I learned so much more about his life from my mom that had I known what my dad's life was like when he was growing up, 
I would have had a different perspective and I would have, I would have treated him differently, I think. And I didn't know his story. He didn't tell me his story. And we all tend to undervalue our own life experiences. But retirement is a perfect time to pass on your life lessons, your trials and tribulations, because in years to come, your great great grandchild might read your story or watch your story on video and say, wow, I didn't know somebody else went through that in, in life. I thought I was the only one. So creating a, a personal legacy is something that I think people should should do. And some people will feel more comfortable than others, but I think it's a really important part of a person's life and their retirement life. Great advice. Gary, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and, and what you've learned about retirement. Very valuable conversation. So can't thank you enough. Well, thank you very much for having me. Really enjoyed it. So it's time to talk about a few takeaways, actionable ideas following this conversation with Gary today. Here are a few ideas that stood out to me. Number one, elevate how you're thinking about your retirement years. I think this was a very important piece of advice he offered. There are different levels of a retirement life that you could aspire to. So why not look at the range of things and think about what it would take to have a truly great retirement as you define it. So think about how would you elevate how you're thinking about it today? Is it in line or can you take it a step further? Number two, how will you grow personally in your retirement years? Personally, I see this as a great opportunity and a pitfall that some people fall into. They assume that, well, they're done. You may be done with your former career, but you're definitely not done growing as a person. So what does that mean for you? How could you grow, continue to learn and grow? Invest some time thinking about that. What comes to mind now? Jot down a few ideas. What do you want to learn? How can you be better in 2024? Number three, how do you want to be remembered? Such an important consideration. What will your legacy be? What is your story? How can you share it? And what are the key messages and lessons learned that you want to pass along? Different ways to do that. We'll be exploring actually a few ways in upcoming podcasts, and you'll see some related ones in the show notes that address this topic. But jot down some ideas. What are the key things you want to pass along? How do you want to be remembered? Thanks for listening to the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. Our mission is to help you retire smarter by focusing on balanced planning, including planning for life in retirement. 